fees per client are adequate. Oh, is it? Hold on. Is it the last oh, question? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> if this is it, I'm gonna love it. Oh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> let's see. How perfect is that? <laughs> yes. This is not gonna like confetti bomb or something. Oh is it? man, if I was smarter, I would have totally done that. Because that would have been perfect timing. A first. That would have been a first on the blitz. Look. Yeah. Look what yes. just came in. Dude, <laughs> the timing on this. That's perfect. Yes. Right. Let's swap this out here. Boom. Oh my god. Look how good that looks. Look at Look this. How, dude. I like this. You have a CDL? <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to the Blip Podcast where we help agents build successful agencies. Today I've got Cameron Pichy on with me. He's a partner at All Lines Insurance and Valley Trucking Insurance. And so um, we're going to get into our discussion in just a second. But if you have not yet subscribed or left a review or a comment, please do so. Doing that really helps us reach more people. That's why we do this. We want, truly want to help people build successful agencies. You know, we don't just do this to have fun, really have a purpose behind it. And so you doing that, that can be your part to actually push this out and, and get it into to more people's ears. So with that being said, Cameron, thank you so much for joining me, man. Josh, absolute pleasure, man. I'm excited to be on here. You've got yeah. a great lineup prior to me too, so I'm very humbled yeah. to, to be invited. And I think uh, um, I think there's going to be a lot of fun today, so it'll be good. Yeah, dude. Yeah, love <laughs> the hat, by the way. Look Before we, yeah, oh yeah, of course you can't get one. <laughs> and actually, there's a story to that which we'll get to at the end too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which, if you hold out long enough, you get invited mm. to be on the show that forces some things to happen. But um, <laughs> before we get into that, though, I almost had to decline you because you put out in public on a podcast, you don't like barbecue food. <laughs> Dude. I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's a killer. But Okay, okay, but hold on, let me clarify. Okay, okay. Let me clarify, okay, so I love food that is barbecued, okay? <laughs> I love food that is barbecued. But if I go get barbecue, you know, like a barbecue sandwich, or you, know, you go to a spot, it's like, oh, this is the barbecue spot where you get like, you know, whatever, the coleslaw and the greens and like yeah. all that kind of stuff. Traditional. I, I'm like, it's okay. But like a steak on the grill, 100%. You're money. You're money. Yeah, and you're from yeah. Seattle or Northwest too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From Basically yeah. from Seattle. But close yeah. enough. So then close I was going to follow up with, okay, so what food do you like? Because you left us on this cliff. Of, Ooh. Ooh. Well, I don't like barbecue. So what's Josh's go-to? Uh, so if I could just pick any meal at any point, it would be just a fat steak. I don't need sides. I don't need anything else. Just give me a nice, thick, well-cooked just a, just a meat lab of meat. Just pick <laughs> that thing up and eat it. I love it. I love meat. Okay. And, right, um, we're, back. we're back on. We can continue. So, all right. All right. The other stipulation I almost had, so I went fishing with Josh down in Tampa Bay. Um, he busted out a tank top. He looks like a UFC fighter. Those guns are no joke. What? Get so, out of here, so dude. Yeah. I was, I was uh, tatted well, up, man. Just looking you know. awesome. 
<laughs> more to come maybe we'll see i might okay. i might get we'll a couple see. more we'll see Perfect. but um well thank you so let's let's get into this here why don't you give um everyone who's listening a little bit of background history on you like how'd you get into insurance how long you've been doing this you know yeah. what's your role right now yeah well like anyone uh everyone grew up wanting to be an insurance agent so i'm not obviously in there yeah yep. absolutely <laughs> Um, no, uh, that's obviously not true. And that's kind of cliche. I actually, it's regurgitated, I'm sure, probably through every podcast you have. Dude, it's uh, so when, funny. Like nobody, <laughs> literally nobody thinks I want to go be an insurance agent. Like no. nobody. But then after would you do you? it, you're like, what else could I do? There's no. Absolutely. It's the best job in the world, dude. Me. Jason Cass says it I all the time. It. I love Best it. profession. Oh, it's amazing. So back in 2007, I was let's see, 21 at the time, me and one of my best friends through high school actually had a vending machine company where you put the nice. little candy machines out. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to stop you here <laughs> Okay, because th that is super intriguing to me because I've like, I I've seen these guys on YouTube going around collecting their dollars and okay. change and change. stuff. You're yeah. Change. change. And like, you know, it's, for somebody in high school, it seems like such a good deal, like, or not deal, but like a good thing to do you know like if you yeah, can get it whatever going thing you can hustle up to make passive income quote, totally quote, right and it made sense so so we did that we struggled for a while there we found a distributor for nuts and candy you name it like the whole nine yeah. yards like we like we read business books and we're like all right we're gonna create a business it's amazing <laughs> well eventually his dad finally sat us down and we were really close I actually stayed with his parents for a stretch of time when I was oh cool at that time but um, and he said, you know, he goes, I like your ambition and what you're doing. He goes, and I won't cuss for the podcast, but for sure. lack of better terms, you need to quit messing around. Yeah. Yeah. Change nickels and dimes and go make some real money. So right. my, one of my best friends who I got started with, his cousin owned an insurance agency, um, actually out of California. So she was okay. a niche focused contractors. That's all they did. So we flew down, talked to them. At the time, I was in um, school to be a, a chef. So I was in culinary school. Um, Which one? Uh, it's here in Spokane. It's a community college deal. Oh, okay. so nothing okay, prestigious. Okay. I'm not uh, yeah. back in New York and going <laughs> to go make it. Gotcha. <laughs> um, and then I quickly realized that's not what I want. I love cooking. Uh, you know, I love food and all that kind of stuff, obviously. Um, but not what I want to do for a living. So yeah. He flew down, kind of kicked it off. We met and he originally got licensed before I did, started in his basement and I'll kind of get into the story of our progression through that. But needless to say, I, I went, he told me, hey, check this out. I looked at it. We flew down. Um, we didn't start it from scratch. Technically, we used her appointments and paid her and then yeah. Satellite opened an office up here cool. in Spokane. So, yeah. and back in the day, um, contractors was what she did so naturally that's what we did was only nice. contractors at the time and we would get on the state board pull up counties make a list sort the list by a to z look at expiration dates create an excel sheet get on the phones for the next two yep. years of our life cold calling people like that's all we did wolf of wall street it <laughs> just how did it go uh, how did how did it go I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I think a pivotal point for that being 21, keep in mind, um, probably my third week in after being licensed and legit ready to go, I landed my first account um, out of the Tri-Cities actually. And they're an electrical company. And I think, uh, I can't remember the premium, but I want to say I made, let's just say 
2,500 bucks. You know, wow. it wasn't yeah, a big yeah. account at yeah. all, but to a 21 year old that struggled Dude. and worked and, and yeah. did vending machines. I was like, Oh, this is the greatest thing of my greatest day of my life. Dude, so many people, that is like a monthly, that's their monthly income, their monthly salary, you know? Yeah. And you did it with one sale, right? Yeah. And that's yeah. renewal, if you can keep that. It's incredible. Yeah. Insurance yeah. is incredible. with me for a very long time, actually, until I um, changed companies and some other stuff. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm so, let's see, lucky. And it's not luck because I got to where I'm at with skill and doing it. I was very good on the phone. I was... Uh, I was 21. I had no fear, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to call you and try to earn your business. Right. So amazing. And I knew no, no better. Um, so I, you know, that kind of propelled me on. And then after you start building those accounts a couple of years in the residual factor kicked in and yeah. then the light bulb clicked and I'm like, Oh, that's how that works. You don't make that's money right. on the first year. You right. make money on years three, four, five. Okay. Right. Now I, now I understand. And then by the time you get, you know, what past two years in insurance, you're stuck. So here I yeah. am. So, and then to get to where I'm at now, um, I met probably one of my most favorite people in the industry. Um, and I'll actually, I'll mention her name, Molly Smith. A lot of people know her. She's a uh, Safeco. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She was an owner or a partner of the firm I'm at now. Um, we went and had lunch. She basically tried to hire me on the spot. I'm like playing the whole game. Okay. Let me think about it. Yeah. In the back of my mind though, um, it was a natural progression. So I looked at this agency, keep in mind, I was on my own with my best friend. He actually left, went brokerage site. So now I'm on my own. Okay. Uh, I looked at them. They had partners with 20 plus years experience. They had all the appointments that I'd want. They did person, like they did it all in my mind. Yeah. I'm like, this is great. What more do I want? So I jumped in, um, became a producer, kind of like actually a hybrid account manager at the time, which was really good because it gave me a ground level perspective on servicing sales everything all the way up i was always very intrigued by the business operation side so i'd be in her office picking her brain about everything <laughs> you yeah. know the p l the but like you name it profit sharing all the all the stuff that you know you'd be curious about naturally becoming an owner um and that was my intent i made it very clear yeah i want to buy you out and be a partner that's my mm -hmm. goal so fast forward a couple of years she approached me and said hey you ready to buy me out said oh yeah nice. when oh like heck yeah like now <laughs> i'm like okay let's do it so the rest is history um nice i'm essentially the perpetuation plan for the agency i've got three other partners that range from you know 50s to mid 60s so, yeah um we've we've grown we've probably doubled in size since 2010 is when I came on, not to say it was me but just since then naturally we've doubled in size we are up to about 20 staff total, including the partners there, which Dang. consists of, um, you know, six client account managers. We're actually going to be interviewing and hiring an additional one. We've got a receptionist, full-time marketing. We've got accounting, um, you know, just some other miscellaneous staff. We utilize work study quite a bit. So the college pay oh, cool. program where you get paid half to hire mm -hmm. work study. Uh, we got seven uh, insurance agents as well. So nice all based on ah. Spokane and working from home type deal. Oh, that's cool. So are you working from home? Do you work from home? No, I've got an office, but if you ask my partners, they'd say I'm pretty remote. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the joke, but uh, no, I, I am, I am here. And you know, the beauty about having partners, I'm so um, fortunate in the aspect of that the operations run, I could be not here 
gone doing what I'm good at, which is the relationship aspect, um, prospecting, you know, getting the sales team out, nurturing the large relationships. That's what I'm good at. So oh, cool. um, I can do all the function, the accounting, I can do everything else that goes along with it, but I'd rather put someone that's stronger in those positions yeah. to supplement me, um, you know, and allow people to do what they shine at basically. Yeah. So your role at, um, at the agency is prospecting, managing sales team and, and bigger, bigger accounts. Yeah. Um, or a better word would be like squirrel hunter. Like you, you go, you go to these events and you bring back a bunch of squirrels and then you re- yeah. release them and everyone's freaking out. And like, maybe one squirrel's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah. It, that, that's what I would, uh, um, say I'm the, the strongest at now, you know, I do get involved with the staff relations and some training stuff. A lot of the technology things are um, at least introduced by me. I wouldn't say driven cool. obviously because we're a partnership and we work on, um, you know, a boating structure. We, try to evaluate as best we can whether or not to implement this. That's What's cool. the impact on the staff? What's our downtime? Is it is it gonna be a good thing moving forward? Um, and we would probably say we're a little bit on the more advanced side of the spectrum if you're just looking at the agencies as a whole. Um, now yeah, there's yeah. some that obviously are much better than I am, Chad Spade and Travis and For those sure. guys that do things that I would love to do, but we're just not there yet. So. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, it sounds like a real business, whereas Hopefully. most insurance agencies <laughs> it, are like, it looks like you know, a real business, at least. looks like a real business. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So um, you are on with me to specifically talk about a niche that you guys have and like, you know, how did you start it? How's it set up? What, what are the pros and cons, the good, the bad, like the makeup? So let's get into that. So the niche is a subsidiary of your all lines and that's Valley Trucking, right? Valley, Tru- so- yeah, Valley Trucking Insurance or VTI. So, and that was born uh, a couple of years ago. So a good friend of mine, actually from the group IAOA is actually where I met him down in Orlando, um, mm. had approached me and kind of approached me then, but it, it got pushed out a year or so on purchasing a commercial book of business, specifically oh. transportation which is something throughout the years off and on I've done, haven't done, we've had, we have accounts, you know, that type of deal. And so in making the decision to do it, it was, it was kind of a progressive thought process of, okay, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this. Right. Where was the, where was the book located? Like, is there, was it? Uh, in Yakima actually. Is it, so, oh, is it Yakima? Okay. But I mean, the, the clients are spread out. So he was in Yakima. There was a bulk through the middle of the state, obviously with the farming and the egg operations and things like that, that naturally saturated that book. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that was one thought, okay, can we manage remotely, but how many clients are in the office? Not many. They're truckers yeah. with right. technology, with video, with phone call, with building relationships, which we know we're in a relationship business. I felt we can make that happen. And, you know, I, I wasn't delusional to the fact that we're going to lose 30 to <laughs> 35% of the clients. You know, I knew that going in, we yeah. maintain like a 90% retention naturally with our whole agency. So with buying a book, I knew I'm like, okay, but I, I don't one buy a book in hopes to mean or retain hundred percent of that or worry about that. I'm not going to focus on that. And then if we do lose a client, it's always been a my mentality being sales oriented. You lose one, you write five. That's right. That's how it's been. Um, And I used it as a 
think of it like a college education, right? You're going to get a deep dive into the trucking world, into the exposures they face, into what they've got. And then one of the things coming from a niche background and something that I promote all the agents to do in developing their own niche or what they want to get into is be involved in the associations, be involved in the Facebook groups, create a Facebook group if you have to, find the folks on LinkedIn, your centers of influence where they interact, whatever that be, you know, that, yeah. that can translate to anything. Get in their uh, world. Get in their world. How do they talk? They're truckers, yeah. right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We know how Great. they talk. <laughs> we know how they talk. So, uh, you know, it, it's a lot of that. And then just making sure you're active on the phones, making sure the processes get dialed in. So we spent the last couple of years honing in the process, honing in, um, you know, streamlined renewal processing claims. How should the workflow go? What do the like having that bulk of renewals look like? Because a lot of it's brokerage market and application heavy. So, okay. you know, are we set up correctly? Um, there's a lot of Spanish speaking in there. So um, we've got, you know, bilingual on the staff now and gotcha. things like that. So, but it's been really good. The marketing's been, um, you know, in development the last couple of years and it's reacted and responded beautifully um, just for the tactics and things that we've been doing and have done in the past too with other niches and industries. So it was no different here. One, one thing that um, I'm really uh, interested to hear is, so when somebody niches down in a particular you know, area, there's, I mean, the idea behind that is not just that you have uh, expertise for those people right. and know the coverages, but it's also that you probably have contracts that other agencies don't have because yep. it's your focus. And so I know most insurance agencies, a trucker comes across their desks like progressive, you know, maybe Berkshire, maybe, maybe somebody else. Yeah. And like, yeah. that's it, you know, yeah. like you got no other options. And so uh, I'd be curious to hear um, with trucking specifically, what like, you, I think you said you have appointments through broker brokerages. So some we've got directs, we've got some that other carriers don't have. Kind of the list of folks that you want that others don't get access to typically. Yeah. Your Century, your Great West, Western National. So um, we've got. Did you buy those? When did no. those come with the? No, no they didn't. They they don't. Um, and I don't have access to all of those. So um, and I'll kind of keep that for another time, but we do have access to some exclusive market on that. And then um, here in a bit, I can release it. But anyways, so for that, the thing I found quickly, uh, which is a turnoff to a lot of folks is you just mentioned Progressive's a big player. They own a lot yeah. of market share. You know, some of these companies that everybody has access to Berkshire and all that are real players, but there's really no exclusivity or protection on your book. Right. Um, but what I also found out very quickly is everybody's a trucking agent, right? If you, especially yeah. if you have leads, <laughs> you, you yeah. got a lead, everyone's a trucking agent, but what they, they're not though. So I can't tell you how many times we get a client in um, and we've got a sales process before we even start a quoting at all, which I can kind of go into if you wanted to, but um, yeah, we look at the account, we review it, we see where they're at, what they have, the coverages, um, you know, what's motivating this person. And, and it's apparent that a lot of agents don't know what they're doing. There's a lot of claims not covered and it's not, maybe it's not even the agent. It could be the insured's responsibility as well, but there's a claim that should be covered. It's not because they neglected to add one 
coverage that was coming. So, you know, I think it's an underserved market and I think the premiums are attractive to a lot of agents. Everyone gets progressive. Hey, I can quote a trucker. No problem. That's right. Um, You know, I don't know what this means or this means, but let, you know, let's, let's try to sell it. So those are very um, underserved market, you know, clients there. We can take advantage of that and not in a bad way, but those folks deserve to have the right coverage because if they have a bad claim, you know, you're out of pocket a hundred grand. I don't know how many businesses could sustain that, especially if it's yeah. an owner operator supporting a family driving totally. a truck, or maybe they have one or two trucks, you know, that becomes an issue. And it's our job to protect them from going out of business to making sure they're covered, to making sure they can keep their wheels moving. So there's yeah. a, there's a lot to it, you know, other than, Hey, give me a quote. Okay. I'm going to give you these limits. I don't know what they mean. You know, here's that, but you know, their price is $2,000 less because we're talking a little bit larger premiums. The trucker goes with it because they think in their mind, hey, I'm saving yeah. two grand. So it's our job to educate them. And we we sell through educating anyway. Um, we really do a more counseling approach and a partnered approach on here's cool. what we do. Here's our position. Here's the VTI difference. Here's what you can expect moving through the first year. Here's we're going to get you. Our goal is to get you to this market, these coverages, this program. But in order to do that, we got to make sure everything's in line. Once you do yeah, that, yeah. though, you're going to, You'll, re- you'll reap the benefits, the reward. You're going to get low premium and the coverage is going to be far superior to anything you can get. Nice. So, um, so D- VTI started with the purchase of that book? The separate brand, yes. And actually, so, so there's, a, there's a story to that. So you're going to ask why, you know, what made Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Let's so, go. Well, well, part of it was, is I just wanted to have, you know, a cool trucking hat. Yes. And all I'm waiting for mine. Yes. It wouldn't look cool. I know that's the other story. Um, <laughs> so I was supposed to get Josh a hat, what, after IAOA last year, I want to say. So it's been approaching a year. I don't know if supposed to, but yeah, we had, <laughs> no, no, I, I was expecting I, I got it. I had your hat with a sticky note with the address sitting on my desk for, I can't tell you how long. <laughs> yeah. And then I just, uh, I'm, I'm a terrible friend and I didn't, but I was holding out to come on the podcast cause I knew, but then it didn't get to you in time and here we are. So we're hoping it shows up actually while we're recording this. I, that would I be- actually paid expedited shipping to get it there by this, you know, 10 30. And in my mind, I thought you were an hour ahead. So I'm like, perfect, dude, you'll, you'll oh, get that. it. It'll be here. We'll so, see. I'm we'll waiting for that truck to pull up. I will be disappointed. <laughs> so, but anyway, so um, the book of business I bought, their agency name was similar. They had Valley in the name and insurance okay. and it was something else. So in my mind, and we were kind of talking about it because he's a friend of mine and, and he's like, Hey, I think it'd be cool if you had a DBA, you'd set up your own branch. And this was part of the thought process there and the whole thing, something that sounds similar. So it might yeah. minimize what you lose because they're yeah. going to think, Hey, the name's the same. It's the same company as opposed to a dramatic change from, you know, valuing what, you know, what their name was to yeah. all insurance, which is nothing there. Totally. Also part of the process, um, at least for me, when I was thinking about it is if we're going to do this, we're going to do it right. We're going to do it better than everybody. Uh, and we're going to go all in on the niche. I know enough mentors, enough people. I've done insurance long enough to know what it takes to do the niche market and what's more niche for trucking than Valley trucking insurance. That's right. I mean, the branding's strong. The, the, you can, I can build that and I can scale it everywhere as a Valley. People don't even think about it. This one specifically to 
um, I thought about, I'm not gonna be restricted to regional or my local demographic for clients. So we operate in eight states currently, which is Washington, Idaho, Montana, Nevada, Arizona, um, let's see, what am I missing? Oregon, Texas, and Indiana. So, but we'll be slated next year. Uh, it, it might actually get delayed out a little bit, but there's 16 states on the, on the progression on the next phase of roll. Wow. So I'll be in 16 states. How do you, uh, well, first of all, the hat, dude, solid, <laughs> solid marketing. That is a trucker hat right? Like, to the T. Love it. <laughs> yeah. um, so how do you, um, you know, I know with, I mean, with all the appointments that we hold, if, if I'm wanting to go into a new state, my reps are like, okay, but like how much business are you going to be writing? Does this make sense for us to do, you know? And so like, I figure you probably, if, if you're planning on doubling the states you're in, you probably got to have some sort of business plan or something that you're going to, you're showing your reps like, Hey, here's what our, we're going to do. Can yeah. you go with yeah. us? And so where we've excelled, um, kind of circling back around the last two years, we're built building processes, streamline everything, make sure we can mm -hmm. handle the flow, make sure that it's, um, coming in naturally where it's not too much of a headache, not double entry, things like that. All that's been dialed in. The processes have been dialed in. The marketing has been kind of working in the background with a combination of association involvement, email blast, cold calls, um, you know, Facebook groups being involved in those Facebook marketing, Instagram marketing, SEO. Um, I actually created, so BTI was born it's its own separate deal, its own DBA. I went and used my guy, Chris, over at Advisor Evolve. We got a yeah. website that'll be on itself. Now, the negative to that, you know, I've got 200 plus Google reviews on all lines. Yes. Not any on my trucking because our all of our system was built prior to for all lines. So everything naturally flowed you to leave Google reviews for all lines and all this other stuff. But it's easier for me to take, turn the switch, which is coming down the pipe here pretty quick we just went through a migration to or going through i should say to office 365 teams oh. skype all you know all that kind of stuff okay and so once that's done valley trucking has its own number it'll have its own 1-800 number routing to its own division um, we have valleytruckinginsurance.com for the emails the server will then at that level be separated so you'll have 365 with your all lines and your trucking so effectively it'll be a separate division completely and that's where it was nice. going it will go that's that's where it's going to end up so cool it'll still be under the parent corporation though for financials and everything else under all lines so you're what are you guys on right now do you use office 365 right now no we're we're on um, microsoft but we have like a 2007 server version oh <laughs> uh, yeah so, yeah like we're back and it's cut off i think this year like they no longer support it we're yeah dead in the water so our option yeah. was i think to go to what was it 2017 or 15 microsoft server version but then that's dead in a couple of years we might as well just pull the bandit off go to 365 get all the perks of that with that we've kind of changed our phone system we were on voip prior but we had dedicated pri lines and with this we're going to use the um it's 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 business skype but i guess it's their teams i don't it, it's within their system and yeah. so we get we cut the cost of all of our pri lines which saves like you know four 
I have 400 bucks a month and nice. it's not saving us money because we're actually going to spend more, but um, it, it helps absorb some. Yeah. Else. So, but your capability to work remote is much greater. You can work from your cell phone. You could use your phone from your, your webcam, your computer. You don't necessarily need a phone in the office to work. So yeah. My, my, my agents, I prefer not to be in the office working. I want them out prospecting, generating that. Because if you have more prospects coming in than you can handle, you're always going to have business to work. You know, you don't have to struggle with trying to push bad business or being reliant upon what comes in the door. So our marketing works well for the trucking. We get, um, I would say, right around a couple hundred leads a month coming in the door for the trucking. But that can be turned up. We just haven't been able to turn it up because I'm not set up for the guys to handle it. So it's it's kind of been Yeah, it's been good. But it's been on hold until everyone's up to speed on you know efficiency training the right. knowledge um, i like to have a sales process that involves um and i learned this i can't take credit for a lot of this um from some mentors i met through iaoa and some other sources of like an initial disqualification conversation so oh, yeah we try to disqualify them out the gate you know do you really want to work with us we're not practice quoting we don't lift the pen until we try to get the commitment we know exactly what's going on with your account I a lot of times direct them to the website and and it does it naturally too with the progression of clicking on ads, but I have a full application on there where they can attach all the necessary supporting docs, the whole application they can fill out, attach deck page, lost runs, nice. um, you name it, vehicle schedules, it's all on there for them to do. And so until we get the bulk of that, case by case, if it's a new venture, obviously it's treated different. Referrals are handled a little bit different depending on where they come from. Um, but just leads off the street. A lot of times we don't really lift a pen until, you know, we get everything we want and a commitment to move forward because everybody does trucking, right? We've established they're getting quotes from everybody, from every yeah. carrier. They're all the same. Um, and unless they really fit our market and target um, to fit within the program, then I'm just back to Progressive, Berkshire. You know, there's a bunch of other carriers through brokerage that you gain access through, but everyone has those. So right. um, then what separates us, I suppose, is us, the relationship aspect, us talking, the difference, the value-added services we add. Um, throughout the year, we've got a couple, we do quarterly reviews, safety compliance checks. We can do daily monitoring of they're out of service, you know, all that kind of stuff. So like I said, when, when we were looking at doing VTI, we want to do it. We want to do it better than everyone. We want to be a real contender and a real player um, and be a big one. So are there things? Oh yeah. Uh, But I mean, you guys are way, way further down the road to getting to where you want to be though, than everyone else, you know? Um, uh, are there things in trucking specifically that are um, kind of unique that affect people's rates that is like, yeah, you know, it's so like there's workers comp stuff like, you know, in certain states and, but like, are there like, what are the things that you guys are saying? Like, here's how we're going to bring this value. Here's what makes us unique. You know, like what are some of those things? Yeah. So there's like the perfect unicorn client as with every niche, every, you know, even home and auto, right? You've got the perfect client to the character. So you look at them, where are they at now? What are they doing? How's their business ran? How's their safety? How's their their drivers doing? And so the beauty about trucking is, is you can see all that with a snapshot. So when you run a report, um, you can do some research on your own for free through Safer and kind of look at it and you can get an idea what they do. But you can pay for like an in-depth 
report and analysis that'll do a deep dive on an account. And I can tell by the truck what's having issues, what trucks are having issues, what are uh -huh. coming out of service for brake lines for things that aren't being maintained, what drivers aren't. Oh, uh, interesting. Where are those problems at? And so we can help them. If they have a problem driver they don't know about, we can help them get that corrected. They can either fire that guy, do a rehab with that guy, whatever they want to do, it's their yeah. business. But I just point it out and say, look, this is what's going to happen. He's affecting your rate because he's doing this. He's getting all these violation points, these um, infractions against you, right? Not, not necessarily tickets or claims, but they are infractions for the DOT and that all yep. affects rate. Insurance companies look at all that, factor it. Age of equipment's a factor. There's a bunch of stuff that you would go into and review with them. And also, what are their plans? They're business owners too, right? So yeah. I want to know what your plan is. Do you plan on growing? Okay, there's ways to do that. You can't just go buy 50 trucks. You can't, it would be like me being 21, not knowing what I'm doing and buying a $10 million agency. <laughs> like, right, like, right. Yeah, I could probably figure it out, but there's going to be a lot of pain on the way. And fortunately for that, I just lose clients. Those guys, they can take lives. They, you know, there's a lot of things that can happen. Driving a semi down the road. You know, and, right, and I don't absolutely. know when you're on the freeway, you're driving, you stay next to a semi. You're like, this no is, way, dude. You know, yeah, see? So <laughs> freaky. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a Tesla that autopilots and I just, I step on it. I get past it. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not dude. even trying to stay my own in that. <laughs> absolutely. I don't understand so, people that like, you know, mess with semis. I've seen so many like YouTube videos oh, of yeah. people like brake, brake checking a semi. Yeah, yeah dude. I'm it's like, like, what? Who? I mean, I suppose you remove warning labels and let them weed themselves out, but yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. I, so, you know, that's kind of where that was born. There was a lot of thought that went into it. I used, you know, the, what, 12 years or going on 13 years of knowledge that I've gained. I do yeah. a lot of reading, um, you know, a lot of management style books, podcasts, sales. Um, I like you know, getting into the psychology, the marketing aspect. I love marketing. So a lot of the BTI, I actually kind of went out and learned how to do. How do I do Facebook? How do I do Instagram? How do I do the emails? What makes people click? Why do they click? You know, all that kind of yeah. stuff that we see, um, you know, a lot of folks teach. So uh, I did a lot of research on all that and I've just kind of been putting it to use and, and really it just costs money. <laughs> You're just yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. That's what it is. But um, when you say um, you market differently or separately for VTI as opposed to, well, I guess, yeah, let's ask this. So if you market differently, um, no, I'm going to go with my, okay. So, <laughs> okay. so often we hear about, you know, everyone's like, you know, the riches are in the niches and niche down, niche down, niche down. Totally makes sense. But um, you guys, kind of did something that people don't talk about. And I think more people probably do this than, than what I'm going to say, but you guys kept all lines. <clears throat> you added a niche. So you have the general, like, you know, do everything type agency. And then you also have the niche where I think people think, Oh, you know, I should niche down. I should niche down. That means we, we don't do any of this other stuff. And it's like, that is a super, super scary thing to do. You know, if you're only doing the one thing, if you have something that's been successful, that general agency, and then you add a niche like you did that to me, man, is so smart, like so smart that relieves all your fears. You know, the thing that's been bringing like that you've had success with is just going to stay and remain. And you're adding another thing, which will probably also be successful, but you're not risking just giving that up, you know? Right. 
I think um, a lot of that for somebody that was going to make a decision on should I um, niche down, right, and just focus on one thing, or should I try to expand it, will depend on where they want to go, what their goals are, maybe their staffing situation currently, what's their financial status. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of factors that you got to consider when doing that. Uh, I've got some ambitious goals you know you look at the top 100 list on the pnc release annually you know yeah. all those guys aren't for the most part aren't niche focused <laughs> they've right got right divisions. they've got benefits divisions they've got large commercial divisions they've got first lines small commercial you know they've got verticals in all these areas because they've replicated and built and ran a business um, right. which is what i'm trying to do so now for the the trucking i mean i think it would when you develop a niche, you can't just pick something and it's going to be mirrored throughout a lot of folks that say it. Don't just pick something because of money or commissions or you think, hey, I'm going to get paid <laughs> doing yeah, this. Yeah. You've got to be passionate about it. And if you go back, you know, I, I, I've listened to a lot of your podcasts. You talk to Keith, right? And yeah. he like avoids trucking and avoids contractors and avoids yep. everything I've done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> For yeah. For a reason though, because most people don't realize they get into it you've got agency bills, you've got to be bill collector, the service load that comes with it is very heavy, your client load that you can manage now is skewed, it's changed up. If you've only been personal lines and you're used to them servicing 800 to 1200 or however many clients you guys do, then those numbers don't transfer over, (laughs) you know, like, let's just say, you know, 100 trucking clients, for example, could equate a thousand personalized clients to what you can manage as far as optimally. And, you know, we use some backend support, some outsourcing. We try to use automation. Um, Our management systems, Hawksoft, we use agency revolution for our drip campaigns and ongoing stuff. Part of the website, at least on that side of the business for the all lines is connected to all that. Um, So I, do use a lot of technology. I try to use as much automation as I can by learning from Chad Spade and Travis Gensler and, and those folks that know yeah. what I do. I listen to Wes, you know. So there's a lot of things I've t- I'm taking and adapting and trying to make it as easy and streamlined as possible. Yeah. So, um, and so I think if they're in a position to do that, let's say everything aligned, or if you're small enough, you just started, let's say, and you're, you're, I use this analogy, especially when starting out, because I did it, <laughs> is when yeah. you first start in insurance, you're a hunter-gatherer, right? Yep. You just go along, you're starving, you just eat whatever you find, bugs, That's nuts, right. berries, bark, <laughs> I don't know, whatever you got to do to survive. And then as you kind of get more well-fed, a little more honed in on your hunting skills, now you can start going after some small animals, a little bit bigger game. Well, eventually you've honed it in. You're a great hunter. You're well-fed. You've got all the equipment now, and now you can go after what you want. Right, right. Kind of equate it to that. So I think, you know, if you're starting out, you're early, you haven't established what you want to do, but you got expertise in restaurants or even let's say shops or car lots or whatever, why not go for that, man? If I started yeah. over and I could afford to do it and only do a niche, you could be so good at that niche. Just dominate the market as long as you have the markets to support you and be better than everybody. And then you don't go to the doctor, especially if you have something wrong with your eye. You don't go to the family practitioner. Right, like, hey, right. Doc, you know, take a look. You know, I might need surgery. Tell me what you thought. You know, no, you don't. You go to the optometrist and they, they look at you and they assess it. That's what they went to school for. They're yeah, experts absolutely. in the field. So, you know, I think in order to play ball with the best of the best and get the accounts that everyone wants, 
you've got to be good at what you do. They're going to see through you not being good or not being able to support it or not having the staff to support it or the financial backing to, you know, keep you going long-term. So. Yep. Um, you said that um, you get, I mean, it sounds like you get a, a really good solid amount of leads coming in. How yeah. are you marketing? Like where are, you, where are those leads being driven from? Oh, a combination of things, kind of what I, mentioned previously so uh, association involvement right get involved be where they're at um, whatever you can do to volunteer within the committees the membership committee you name it right you want to yeah. be involved on every level um, you can market through those because they give you the distribution list and they let you put you know sponsor events sponsor golf holes oh yeah go out and meet the people um, yeah I would say email lists that you compile from doing those events you know hey win this yeti or whatever you do you know however yeah 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 stuff so now you got the emails you can drip market to those folks um you could drip market to your own database because no one loves you more than your own clients well maybe i guess <laughs> it depends but usually you know the clients are your probably best resource for referrals of like yeah. quality so um you know brent kelly talks about the 80 20 rule it's real right you focus on your best 20 whatever that means yep. to you and then that will grow that segment and just nurture those, take care of them, stop by, make sure you keep the relationship fresh there. Um, SEO is a big one. You know, I got to thank Chris and Jill for that. And Facebook marketing, Facebook group involvement, you know, in those groups, there's a bunch of them in any industry, right? Um, if you're involved and I'm not there to solicit, <laughs> I'm not going to pop yeah. in a group and, hey, put here's a flyer, buy insurance. I, right, you know, right. I don't operate that way. I never have. Um, but when someone needs something, be there, add value. Yeah, uh, answer that question. And you slowly establish yeah. that. Well, guess what? Next thing you know, one guy uses you, love it. Other guy uses you, they love you. Next thing you know, everyone's kind of tagging you, you know, kind of like what Dave Jackson built with his little group. So yeah. similar type mentality there. That's a little more slow um, build, but it's very um, profitable. Uh, centers of influence, folks that are involved in the – um, that industry. So for us, you know, it's going to be finance managers, folks that handle filings, um, mm. you know, just trailer sales, equipment sales, things like that. You know, anyone that's surrounding the industry that has involvement at whatever level that can send you business and refer you their friends, you want to make sure you're taking care of them and showing them that you handle referrals are gold, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. we handle yeah. them. We also send thank yous. We donate to charity. Every referral we get, a donation goes out to charity. So we've got some nonprofit um, charities of the quarter that we promote, feature, and highlight. We raise a lot of money for them. So having a referral program, I think, helps on that aspect. Um, the Facebook and Instagram leads are the paid advertising along with your AdWords SEO and all that. So Wow, you're like going all angles. Huh, love it. Well, Stromso says you got to market to 100% of the marketplace, right? 100% of the ways. Yeah. If you want to get, if you want to reach 100% of the market, you got to use 100% of the ways. Is that what it says like that? And I actually looked at, uh, there is a fax marketing program that you can load all the fax numbers (laughs) in in blast fax. Now, who uses them or whether they're virtual or not? I actually might try that though. So, (laughs) dude, it's so funny. I, I get every once in a while, like maybe once every six months, I'll get a fax from, Somebody I don't know. It's just like a one page flyer, like, you know, whatever health insurance or something like, right. Really? For real? Like, did it work? No, no, it didn't work. But you know, so I'll say this. So, um, in Arizona, we, there are so many stinking landscaping companies. Right. And so, um, they, 
will always come by and leave a card on your door or whatever. Like, so, I mean, we get like two or three a week, something like that, like a card. Or maybe we need to keep our yard a little nicer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what are they saying? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, you know, like we've been through like three or four different um, landscaping people because they just haven't met our needs, you know? And right. so, um, you know, every, almost every time I'm like, oh, this is so frustrating. And like, I, I almost don't trust a recommendation if I ask like in a neighborhood group or whatever, because everyone's just pumping their brother or, you know, whoever. Right. So right. like, you know, the last two times I've been like, the next card that's on my door that's who I'm giving a shot, you know? And like, so it's the same with that fax, right? Like if that fax comes in at the right time, the right person, yeah. you know, you know, you know, know. It's also brand awareness. Um, I think people look at our brand and they think established. They think they know what we're doing. I mean, there's a lot of thought that goes into all this and it all plays a part, whether or not they call you immediately later, wherever they're at in that funnel, you yeah. want them there the whole time thinking of you to call you, you know, even doing the door knocking, we do that as well. So I know Troy is a big yeah. kid. I know you guys have talked to him about that. And so that works. You just happen to be there at the right time, the right mood. They caught you. Um, there's some, some little bit of uh, statistics backing some of that too. So like for our cold call days, you know, one thing stuck out from Brandon Smith um, from back in the ELP group and him talking about yeah. being an ELP and all that hey, I call Thursday's power hour, four to five, people pick up the phone. It's a real thing, man. It yeah. really is. People pick up the phone and they're happy. <laughs> and a That's part so of and cold calling is an art too. I think a lot of agencies hope to hire unskilled college kids for cheap to do their cold calling. I really, or they use these outsourced services, which is right. great. They set appointments. I'm sure they do because mass sheer numbers, you're going to get appointments naturally. <laughs> like, right, right. I don't care how bad you are. But when you put your skilled people on the phone that can actually close them on the phone and do it start to finish, it's another level of close yeah. that you can get involved with on the door knocking or the cold calling aspect. So that's where we do, you know, I, I make our guys, you know, kind of schedule out and we do cold call sessions, days, um, whatever. So we've got some aggressive, aggressive golf calls. Um, where we got to put a lot of premium on the books that that premium that we've got to put on the books is larger than, you know, a lot of agencies that I know. So, yeah. Yeah. We got some lofty goals to go after. So do you, um, uh, last question that I have for you is do you segment sales and service? Do you we have do. producers and service? We do. Yeah. It's a, it's and a little bit of a, a newer progression in our agency. We, um, going back to kind of all lines days, right? For the last 10 years, mostly was predominantly sales. And then we would have some support staff, but probably not enough in theory to help support the books for the producers. Okay. Producers then serviced and sold at the same time. Agents came in and we started growing and adding staff and this and that. And what we were, what we were doing was, is we paid our service staff commission and they got paid a salary to service and benefits. Like we paid health 401k, you know, PTO, like we've got a very good benefits package to attract talent. And we found they love sales <laughs> because they got paid commission. Um, yeah. But then I felt like, you know, as an organization, we felt like the service wasn't up to standard of what we wanted. How do we incentivize that to change? We've restructured their compensation program to more of a bonus program, teamwork based, action based to service clients retention, certain KPIs that they get bonused off of sales, oh, cool. sales. Like so new business comes in, it goes to the sales team. 
Yeah, yeah. Line. Now our service staff still sell because I think service, you know, the service is sales, YouTube video. <laughs> service. You know what I mean? Selling. Yeah. Yeah. Sales. So, um, You're selling it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so put a clip up there. We're, we're doing it. But um, so they are there to educate, counsel, talk to the client. Hey, do you know that we do life insurance? I don't see oh, yeah. Do you know that if we bundled your auto in your home, you would get a discount? I mean, all those things that a good right. agency does naturally anyway, we just want to be better at deep dive into it, make sure our policies per client are adequate. Oh. Then, is it? Hold on. Is it? The last Hold question. Well, this is funny. Um, if this is it, I'm gonna love it. Oh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> let's see. How perfect is that? <laughs> yes. This is not gonna like confetti bomb or something. Oh is it? man, if I was smarter, I would have totally done that because that would have been perfect timing. A first. That would have been a first on the blip. Look. Yeah. Look. What yes. just came in, dude, <laughs> the timing on this, that's perfect. Yes. Right. Let's swap this out here. Oh Boom. my God. Look how good that looks. Look at Look that. How, I like this. You have a CDL? <laughs> you know, I have, okay, let me, this is a fun, this is a, I don't have a CDL. Well, no, I don't, but I do have my class B. Okay. License, like a motorhome so, deal. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. uh, I so um, I uh, man, this is totally. I I've got to tell the story. I just, okay. So <laughs> when um, you know, when I was when I when my business partner and I started Blue Lion like ten years ago, um, whenever it was something like that, we uh, you know, we started from scratch and um, we had. I had sold my um, Allstate agency back like to Allstate like six months prior, eight months prior, something like that. And I wasn't working for that whole time. And so when we started, um, I was like basically broke, right? Like I had no money. I had blown through all of the, you know, the money that I'd gotten from Allstate. And so um, when we started, I drove a bus, a Metro bus. I would get up. I had a brand new baby. Um, like she was literally like weeks old. And um, we, I would get up at like 3 a.m. And I would drive a bus from like 3.30 till 7.30. And then I would go to the office from like 8 till, you know, eight or something and then i'd go home see my little baby and then see my wife and my son and then um you know go to sleep get up 3 30 do it all again like my yeah. life was nuts dude it was nuts but so yeah i had to get my uh i think it's class b i don't remember what it is anyway to drive Whatever. the bus now you got so, a hat to go now i got a hat dude i like this is comfy <laughs> Oof. Oh, I'm so happy that worked out. That's perfect, dude. So Good timing. <laughs> well, let's end on that super amazing note. Great yeah. job. Yeah. Um, Thank you so much. Thank you.
thank you. Yeah, how can really people find you? The opportunity. So um, I'm not like Keith uh, <laughs> Rocha, and I'm not going to give you my cell <laughs> phone because that's Come a terrible on. idea. Um, but you can message me on Facebook. I'm guessing a lot or an IAOA. Reach out through there, Instagram. But Facebook's going to be the best bet. So nice. All right, Cameron Pichy. Got it. Spelled P E C H I A. <laughs> yes. Pronounced Pichy. Yeah. Awesome. The only person to ever get it right. <laughs> First track. Because <laughs> we talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> Karen, thanks so much, man. Appreciate yeah, it. Appreciate it. All right.